back to the Caregiverologist Podcast with Marianne Johnson. Today's episode is on how to care for yourself while caring for an aging parent. Yes, I was a caregiver for my parents, and so I know how it feels to want to do things on your own without, you know, having someone else to care for. But as I always say, Caring for another person is an important and rewarding, but sometimes challenging. So I want to say these are eight nuggets that I'm going to give you as a caregiver. Hands down, this is like for somebody just starting to be a caregiver, seeing that it got so overwhelming and they don't have the extra tools to deal with all the extra things that comes with being a caregiver. And for number one is having a team, a team of strong people. Now, when you think about who is your strong friends, who is your strong cousins, who is your strong neighbors, you want to pick a team of people that's strong enough to help you in the interest of your loved one, in the interest of your loved one. Now, number two is the medical team that you want to be on the team with will be the doctors, the nurses, social workers, faith leaders, caregiver life coach like myself, and yourself. So you are all a part of this team that you're being a caregiver for your loved one. Number three, now this is the hardest part for a sometime caregiver. You want to work as a team member and a team player. And the reason I say that is because you want to help solve problems regarding to your family member. You know more about your family members than the doctors, the nurses, the social workers, the faith leaders, and the life coach. So you want to be on that team as a team member and a team player. So those problems that you see at home can be resolved when you're making those doctor's appointments or just calling the doctor or the nurse that's in the office or even calling a social worker or having a one-to-one with the caregiver life coach. Some of those things can be resolved when you are a caregiver and starting off fresh. This is when you are a caregiver and you're starting off fresh and you're like, oh my God, my back is against the wall and I don't know what to do. And so I'm giving you these eight nuggets that I think is going to play a major part in you moving forward in your caregiver role. Now, number four, you want to involve the person you're caring for when choosing the next step. Now, this might seem like I'm saying that they make every choice. Now, if you want to involve the person that you're caring for in decisions, I'm talking about your loved one that is alert, orientated to person, place, time, and situation. So your loved one know everything was going on. So you want to involve them in the decision-making that affects their lives. Number five, get out and have some fun, caregiver. I know that mine should sound hard, but... You want to get out and have some fun, even if you step outside for 15 minutes, even if you go for a walk for 15, 20 minutes, even if you go and get some coffee for 10 to 15 minutes, you want to get out and have some fun. Number six, 
don't let caregiving fill up all your time. And it can because you want to do everything. So you don't want it to fill up all your time. You want to allow the time for caregiving and you want to allow time for yourself. Number seven, do activities that you want to do. So don't get like you don't want to do things that you enjoy doing. You want to do the activities that you enjoy doing. For example, you might enjoy reading. Take out some time and enjoy some reading for yourself. You might enjoy doing crossword puzzles. You know, take out some time and do your crossword puzzles because caregiving is 24 hours a day and you will get so overburdened, so overwhelmed that you're doing the caregiving 24-7. I've been there before. I know. Number eight, take a break and have someone else come over to the house. That's when I'm talking about your strong friends, your strong cousins that always say, I got your back. Those are people that I'm talking about. So they can take over your duties for a short period of time. So you could get out for four hours and hang out with your friends. So, you know, go to a movie, have some popcorn, chill out wherever you want to go. These are the things that I'm talking about when you become a caregiver and you say, I got this, I can do this. This ain't nothing, but it can get overburdened if you don't have it set up. Caregivers, I must say this. You are the most important person in this caregiver circle, point blank. As a caregiver, your daily practice of taking care of yourself should be a key part of your routine. Reading an article in health.com, and it was talking about self-care daily. Now, I do have a self-care daily routine myself, and so I enjoy walking. I used to run marathons, but my knee is jacked up right now, so I can't do any running. So I do do my daily routine for myself. So my routine I will share is that I get up and I walk three miles a day. I do meditation. I pray. And then my day is started. And so in this article, it was saying that adjust how you speak to yourself, view yourself, and protect yourself. And when I was reading that, it spoke volume to me. because. What I do, as well as I adjust how I speak to myself, I speak to myself positively every day. I view myself as gorgeous, beautiful, you know, so I'm always doing positive affirmations for myself, and I protect my peace. I have non-negotiables, and so these are some of the things that you might want to look at as you continue to be a caregiver. So this does also allow you as a caregiver to show up as a healthier version of yourself when you're speaking positive about your role as a caregiver and your self-care routine daily. thing I would say, caregiver, is that it's time to embrace self-compassion, self-acceptance, self-talk, and self-awareness. When I say self-compassion, as a caregiver, acknowledging that you are not perfect and offer yourself imperfection. As number two, self-acceptance, you want to accept yourself 
just as you are today, and you want to work on becoming a healthier version of yourself at the same time and practice gratitude. My caregivers, do you know that you need to do something to start taking better care of yourself? But finding that answer just seems like a darning task. I have created a quiz just for you. It's called the Caregiver Burnout Quiz. All you have to do is answer a few questions and based on your needs, you'll be directed to a resource that will give you all of the answers you need to start putting yourself first. It takes less than five minutes. Click the link in the show notes to get started. Number three, a lot of self-talk. The voice that you hear most often is the one inside your head. So self-talk is a practice of non-judgmental noticing. Example, yes, I did that. Working out for like 30 minutes in the morning, just like today. I actually increased my walking to four miles today. And I was so excited. I was like, yes, I did that. Last but not least, self-awareness. It's by identifying your emotions. You know, being a caregiver, we have so many different emotions. And we can wake up in the morning like, oh, my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. And so you always want to embrace your emotions. And if you're starting off in the morning with a negative emotion, you want to do an activity to bring you back into a positive emotion for yourself and also for your loved one. So let's say prayer. Let's say breath work. Let's say reading something positive, a self-help book. Let's say reading my book. (laughs) Just getting yourself back and being aware of what caused you to have that negative emotion when you just starting off your day. You know, what are some of the triggers that would make you have a negative emotion in the morning? So self-awareness is so important as a caregiver because we do not want to quit on our loved ones and we want to be aware of our emotions because our emotions trigger our person that we're caring for. So you want to always be aware of that, okay? So paying close attention to your emotions and your trigger help you to get to know yourself better, but also it helps you to be a better caregiver as well. Now, caregivers, I gave you a lot of nuggets about you, about us, about what we need to do for ourselves while we caring for our aging parents. Now, let's talk about while caring for your aging parents, the things that you can do to keep them in a positive mindset as well. Now, you want to be that caregiver to educate yourself about your loved one. The best way to do that is to become empathetic, meaning you want to know everything you can about your loved one. Sometimes, as you may know, I'm still a nurse, working as a nurse. And sometimes people don't even know different illness that your loved one have or the different diseases that they have previous. So you want to learn all you can about your loved one 
or that person that you're taking care of, illness or disease, to the point where that you understand that you could provide the care for them, as well as you able to talk with the doctor, the nurses, you know, the healthcare team about the things that's going on with your loved one. So that would be number one for me is to educate yourself about your aging parents' illness, their diseases, and also show empathy when you're looking at those things. Now, let's just talk about some statistics about the baby boomers, because the people that we're taking care of now are baby boomers. And the baby boomers are the largest older people in this population. They are responsible for the older population. Now, the first baby boomer turned 65 in 2011. And it also states that in 2050, the surviving baby boomer will be over age 85. So baby boomers are living longer and they're going to be parents. My parents have deceased. So they're going to be the younger generation of parents that are baby boomers. So we're talking about people that are in the age range of 1953, 1954, 56, 57, 60. You know, those are becoming baby boomers. And they are living longer because they had a different lifestyle. So knowing that as a caregiver, some of the other key I want you guys to understand is that as a caregiver, organization is a key. You know, you want to have great organization about your loved one, whoever you're taking care of, making sure you can retrieve the following important documents. Important legal documents, for example, the durable power of attorney health care. That's one. You want to have a living will, that's two, or a will, that's three. If your loved one gets hospitalized and you don't know what they're, you know, like a critical situation, what's a DNR? Do not resuscitate. What's a DNI? You know, those are the type of things a lot of family members are not aware of. And should they have it or shouldn't they have it? Should they have the conversation with their loved ones? Do they want to be a DNI, do not resuscitate? Do they want to be left on a machine breathing on their own? Do they want someone to be pounding on their chest? You know, so a lot of these things that family are afraid to talk about. So I'm going to discuss that in another episode. So also you want to talk about a trust documents and advanced medical directives. So those are legal documents that you want to have. Also, we're going to talk about important financial documents. We want to talk about their bills, your utility bills, especially if your loved one is living in their own apartment, their own home. Are they still paying their bills? Did they have any situation where, you know, dementia has set in and they're not up to paying all their bills and they're telling you, yes, I pay my bills, but they haven't. You want to look at those documents. You want to have a household maintenance payment system set up for them. Medical fees, the extra medical fees that might come with their Medicare or Medicaid. They want Medicare A and Medicare B. Uh, you want to look at any other reoccurring expenses that might happen. 
Also, we can also talk about with your family or with your person that you're caring for, insurance policy. Do your family have long-term disability insurance, short-term disability insurance? Do they have health care insurance, point blank, period, Medicare A or Medicare B? Do they have life insurance? Do you have accessibility to get their medical records? Okay, caregivers, let's say this. Know your limitation. You are committed to that person you are caring for. That's a good thing. But even the best caregiver has limitations in helping. If you need help, reach out. Do not try to do this on your own by yourself. Caregivers, this is a quote from Dr. Seuss. To the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. And that's that one person that you're taking care of. So until the next episode, caregiver, be the best caregiver you can be. It's Mary Ann Johnson, the caregiverologist, signing off. So I release my mic. Thank you.